The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand cave rescue operation. What is schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. My name is Benjamin Shapiro, and I'm the executive producer of the Voices of Search podcast. And today we've got a special SEO education episode for you, which is going to be guest hosted by our friends Jordan Cooney and Tyson Stockton, who are the co-founders of Previsible, which is an SEO consulting and education company that helps support enterprise businesses scale organic search traffic and educate their organizations. Jordan and Tyson are experts in all things enterprise SEO, and I'm thrilled to invite them to take the mic and share their knowledge with your loyal listeners. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right. Here's an SEO education episode of the Voices of Search podcast, guest hosted by Jordan Cooney and Tyson Stockton from Previsible. Hey, what's going on? My name's Tyson, and I'm joined with Jordan Cooney, and we are wrapping up this week on Voices of Search, talking about SEO recruiting, how to find, select, and make sure that you're adding the right SEO resource to join your team. Today's episode is going to be about onboarding. So we've went through about deciding what you need, creating the job description to make sure it's accurately captured, recruiting, how do you just find it? Are you just throwing it up and kind of praying to the gods that you're going to get the right person walking through the door? And then ultimately, how do you evaluate and how do you suss out who the best candidate is? 
great. We made it through that. We selected our hire. Jordan, what do we do now? How do we make this a success? We found the right person, but you know, what else do we need to do to really finish the job here? Hey, Tyson, this is the most exciting part of this whole process, right? It's like it's like when you have someone to come in and drive forward on on your SEO efforts. It's the it's the onboarding process, right? Like, and it's not the I want to be very clear. It's not the offloading process. <laughs> There's a huge difference between the onboarding and the offloading, right? Like, you're not just dumping work on a soul. You are literally uh, bringing someone up to be successful in your organization. And I think that that's the key thing here is when you go through this process, you're evaluating what does success look like. And most of the time we spend our focus on things like goals, KPIs, success metrics, and stuff like that. But there's a whole nother depth to what success looks like, which includes things like what's the knowledge this person has to have? What's the internal capabilities that this person needs to acquire in order to be successful. And internal capabilities, I mean, like sometimes some people call this like the tribal knowledge or the company knowledge of like how things work. And we specifically file our JIRA tickets in this manner, right? And it's like, it's crazy. Every company has their own mannerisms or ways of doing things. And it's so important to think about those along with the big knowledge functions of an individual's role when it comes to, to defining success in the onboarding process. Yeah, it's you basically you came home and you have a new puppy. You know, <laughs> it's excited, you're excited, everyone's good. But it's like inevitably that puppy is not going to know the rules of the house. They may not be trained up in certain areas. And I hate to say it, but there's never going to be an absolute perfect fit. Like you went through all those steps to find the right individual that can grow into that role. But if you hired properly, one, you're never going to find someone that just walks through the door and checks 100% of everything that that job function. You want someone that can grow into that and succeed and go beyond what that job description was. But more than likely, they're never going to have 100% of it. And this is where I think a huge element within onboarding has to be education. And it doesn't necessarily have to be one facet or one aspect. But even if you look at the world of SEOs, there's so many different little nuances within it. And one of my favorite like questions that I'll ask people is like, where's your kind of comfort zone within SEO? Because you could have one SEO that's super, super good on technical and building proper linking modules or that are really good at page speed or schema markup. But then maybe they don't have the nuances or they don't have the skill set to work with certain stakeholder groups. And so I think within the world of education, there's always going to be an area that someone has to grow into and develop. So baking in education to that onboarding process is going to give them one more of the confidence that they need. But then you're also going to just speed up that timeline and bridging the gap of when they're actually going to be like developed into that role that not just meets the job description, but exceeds it. There's an interesting connection here, right? There's this uh, kind of MBA slash business school thinking around, you know, this onboarding process. And they usually try to throw out this uh, 30, 60, 90 day plan. Like let's create this 30, 60, 90 day. Well, spoiler alert. After the first two weeks of any job, 
the 30-day plan's out the window. The 60-day plan is pretty much useless. And the 90-day plan was so so pie in the sky that it's unrealistic to even achieve any of those things. So I love to tease the 30, 60, 90-day plan because as a hiring manager, really your focus and energy should be on those first two weeks. How do I make this person really get integrated and successful in the first two weeks? And then can I actually start to see how this individual can help me grow and develop a plan that is 30, 60, 90 days out? But it takes those first couple of weeks to get familiar with how things work internally, what are the functions and what are the, the different capabilities that I have and to acquire in, internally. And then to your point, Tyson, what are the education pieces that I need to like really develop to be super good at this job? And what are the ones I already know and I'm already super capable at? And then what are the ones that I may need to develop over time in order for me to be super capable at, at executing and achieving the company's goals? But the reality is that that first two-week sprint in ensuring that you have a clear path for success in onboarding that person the first two weeks is really what you should be focused on as the hiring manager. And from our perspective, right, Tyson, one of those things is laying out the land. What is the land? What are the things that you need to do in that two-week period to really drive success? Yeah, forget about it with the 30, 60, 90. Like, I'm, I'm sorry for anyone that learned it in the MBA program. But yeah, to me, it's kind of like the difference of like street smart versus book smart. And it's like, yeah, it sounds great on paper to have those success plans of this is where I want you to be in 30, 60, 90. But it never happens. It's, it's never happens. And it's like when it comes down to the real world. And also it's like, we don't know with SEO, like our industry changes. It could change in 90 days. Like if you're set and so rigid in that sense, it's ultimately going to get thrown out the window anyways. But I think to your point, like the better task or the better initiative that you have to ensure success is going to be giving a clear description of what like the objective is, what they're trying to achieve, what is the organization looking to do. And so I think if you paint that big picture and you show them kind of like where they need to be going, then it gives you the flexibility in the room to adapt, to adjust. Like you're going to learn things about this candidate, about this at this stage, new hire that you didn't know before. Like you're going to have some like just like the puppy. You don't necessarily know that they're going to chew on the shoes and now you need to train them on chewing shoes. And so it's like (laughs) there's going to be unexpected challenges that come. And you should be able to adjust and adapt to it and make sure that you're meeting that hire where they're at instead of trying to forcing it into this like cookie cutter mold. Exactly. And one of those first steps is helping your new teammate, your new employee understand the organization and understand the company. One of the most frustrating things for a new hire is not knowing where to go and find something. And whether that's in an agency I mean, we're guilty as charged, right, Tyson? In our company, I mean, we even struggle trying to get people up to speed in our systems and our in our ways of doing things, the HR tool that you have to fill out to like get all your stuff in. And I think we try to make it as seamless as possible, but we don't do a lot to like help people really feel like, okay, hey, you're welcome here. We want you to be successful here. And here are all the organizational things that you should you should be aware of in order to do your job every day. And just taking the five minutes, especially if you're at a big company, a big enterprise, just take the five minutes to ask your new employee, hey, are you okay? Are you set up? Did you get into the 
401k system? Do, do you got health benefits? Just showing that you care that that person has been able to achieve those things. You may not be able to help them set it up. You might have to ask some other department, but just taking the time to ask means a lot to a new employee. And it gives them that sense of ease that, okay, I'm going to be fine here. Let's get on to like the, the SEO stuff. Yeah. And it's okay to drop them into the deep end. It's one way to learn how to swim is by being thrown into the pool. But time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. With like that last piece, there's a human aspect, making sure that they know that they're going to be still looked after, cared for. And so it's like there is just that human people side to it. But I think beyond and where a lot of us fall into the trap is you focus too much on like the core function of like, okay, you need to find SEO problems, you need to write stories, things like that. But especially with like a big company, just going through and learning the terminology, the acronyms. Within any company, it's such a commonplace and we don't even realize when you're using these. And when you're trying to get up to speed and you don't know the acronyms of different page types or different teams and things like that, the conversation's oftentimes going to be moving like right over your head on it. And I remember way back when I started doing some consulting work with eBay, one of our friends, Stefan, he took the time to actually just spend 20 minutes and go over all of the ridiculous, not ridiculous, but crazy acronyms that eBay uses for their different page types. And that 20 minutes was by far the most helpful time that I had working with like eBay of the entire, the years that I was working with them. And all it took was 20 minutes for him to just sit down open up the website and give me a cheat sheet of the different acronyms that were commonly used within the work. Yeah. And that goes nicely with the next piece, right? Which is just terminology in general, right? Like, well, this is our website or this is our web properties and our assets and our capabilities. And then there's the next layer to that, which is like, how do we talk about this stuff internally, right? Like we call this KPI random three letters from the alphabet. And it's just like, it's one of those things where this company terminology is so frustrating in the first two weeks. But if someone just takes five to 10 minutes to explain them and let you process them and then ask you questions about them, it changes everything. 
You know, I just recently, one of, one of the clients we have, they recently hired on a, a new senior director to the company. And I was very fortunate to sit down with that individual in their first couple of weeks at the company. And I just got to explain a lot of really simple things that I learned as I started working with them, like the, the acronyms for the different page types, the acronyms for the different KPIs they use, the acronyms that are SEO related that, that this individual didn't really fully know about. And so just taking that time to nurture the company terminology is such a, a key win and success in those first two weeks. Yeah. And I'm going to keep the kind of theme that I have going for this episode of like shitty analogies. And I also <laughs> like to use the kind of like the fish in the, the tank kind of piece where it's like you get a fish, you bring it home, you don't just dump it into the entire tank. You let them sit in the water, they get alchemated to it, and then eventually you remove them out of the bag. And I think this is something that you can do with job shadowing. And personally, I have very, very little expectations for someone on their first week. The most thing is I want them just to absorb as much as they can. I'm not looking for output in that first week, but I just want them to get their surroundings, know what the webs, how to operate around the website, understand, spend a good amount of time just on org structure and introductions and building relationships. But it's like, I don't have an expectation that they're going to be contributing at a significant level to have an output on the first week. So I think giving the support, but also just that time to get acclimated into the organization as a whole, the websites, learn some of where the skeletons are in the closet. And that's going to be ultimately something that's going to set them up way more for success than just tasking them with identifying some SEO issues on day one. Right. And this is the funny one, like a lot of managers and directors and and individuals that are in the the role of hiring somebody, they often use this great phrase, oh, I don't don't have time. I I don't have time to do any of this stuff, right? Oh, onboarding is so difficult because I have so little time. Fine. You don't have to dedicate your own time. Just invite your new hire to every single one of your meetings. They will learn more sitting in every one of your meetings, sitting in every one of your client calls, sitting in every single one of your, if you're, if you're an agency, sitting on every one of your internal planning calls and leadership calls and one-on-ones and all these other things. Have them join every one of your meetings and they will likely learn more in those hours than they will sitting at their desk being told, let's, let's start doing an SEO audit. So like, just, just think about that for a second because you, it's not, you're not giving up any extra time there. You're just utilizing the current time you have to better bring this person on board. Absolutely. And something else that I, I mean, I think at this point, it was probably told to me like 10 or 15 years ago. And it was when I first started bringing on interns to the team. And so I was managing not just SEO, but like the marketing team for a previous company. And one of the things that the GM kind of was telling me and setting my expectation up for the intern was, and for this particular like work study program, it was a six month internship. And he's like, okay, expect the first three months to be giving more time than what you're getting back. And then in the second three or the last three months is when you're getting their output is going to be that and you're going to save a bunch of time. And so it's like, yeah, that is an extreme and that's an intern. And But I think like the piece to keep in mind with it is one, there's always this kind of like growing period into it. 
And the more that you put in early on is ultimately going to foster more later on down the road. But the more senior the role, the shorter that window then gets. And so if you're hiring a junior resource, have the expectation that you're going to have to put more into that resource in the beginning. Know as you get someone more senior that you can, (laughs) that window is going to get a little bit shorter and shorter. Hence why you're paying and hiring a more experienced resource. No doubt. I think our last point here on the lay of the land is really around kind of just getting someone integrated into your your tools, your systems, your analytics, your your processes. I have often seen this like with some companies and organizations. They're very guarded about what they transfer to their to their new hires. And I and I often think that this ends up being a more detriment than a success, right? The tools and the data and the insights that you have if if you're hiring someone to be part of your team, you got to really open the door on those. You got to give people not only just the access, but you got to give them the kind of like the, the quick and dirty overview of how you're using this and why you're using this. Otherwise, these individuals just won't be successful in both adopting these and then also incorporating them into their day-to-day work. One of the great uh, ways to do this, and I encourage this a lot, and we try to do this a lot here at Previsible, is using Loom videos to just quickly show somebody, hey, this is how we use this ranking report. Hey, this is how we push data into this dashboard from GSC. Or hey, this is how we you know, map our KPIs to the company's OKRs or whatever it might be. Spending the time to just do that Loom video. And then guess what? Now you have that Loom video for the next hire and you can send them the same list of videos to, to get them up to speed. Yeah. And with that last kind of piece, I think it, it bridges in a really important topic that's probably overlooked is like feedback loops. And so like you're describing more of how do you give the proper instruction and how do you have like that documentation. But I think like the reverse side to that then is giving the confirmation or the feedback when a task or a job is done, like what was good, what was bad and the why. And I think if you're looking to shorten that time period of ramping someone up to be a like significant contributor to your team, spending again the extra time into that feedback loop so they know just not like, yes, this was good, this was bad, but they know kind of like the why behind it. What are the elements that exceeded expectations? What are the elements that were overkill? And by having that feedback loop, it's going to speed up their learning process. And then it's going to give them the opportunity to not have repetitive mistakes because no one wanted to go back and correct or no one wanted to go back and take the extra time to give that person the extra hand that they needed. And so Tyson, on feedback, right? Like one of the core components of bringing someone on board is just really being effective at giving that feedback early and often. I think that when you bring on somebody and you, you've introduced them to everybody, you've, you've given them a lay of the land, you, you really start to give them clear cues into how things are done in the organization. And often this isn't like the big gigantuan feedback. It could be just a, hey, let's tweak this slide a little bit because this is how executives like to see this here. Or, hey, when we send out email summaries, we have a tradition of just doing this TLDR at the top so that you know people don't have to read a 17-page email, right? Like These are little things that bring in the culture of the company, the culture of the organization, or the customs of a client or partner that you're working with into the whole mix. And so those little iterative feedback loops are super helpful and, and is something that as, as, as you're onboarding a new team member should all be really mindful of. And the good news about that is 
you're not alone as the hiring manager. The rest of the team should help you with that as well. And it's important that as managers or as directors and leaders, you're informing the rest of the team that this is a this is an environment where we want that feedback given to our new employees. Couldn't agree more with that. I think that really hits home on like the main main point of this episode is at the end of the day, you're going to get back out of your new hire what you put into it. Same thing with the rest of this week on SEO recruiting. It's not just taking a generic SEO job posting, putting it up on a job board and thinking that individual is going to come through. It does take work. There are partners and people. And as we mentioned a few times this week, this is an area that we focus on on this. But I think this can ultimately be the most significant lever of having a more positive and more successful impact within growing organic search. That wraps up this week on Voice of the Search. Thanks for joining us and see you on the next episode. Okay. Thanks to Jordan Cooney and Tyson Stockton, our SEO education guest hosts. If you'd like to get in touch with Jordan and Tyson, you can find a link to their LinkedIn profiles in our show notes. You can contact them on Twitter. Jordan's handle is JT Cooney. That's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. And Tyson's handle is Tyson underscore Stockton. Or if your team is interested in SEO consulting or organizational education, you can always head to their company's website, which is previsible.io. That's P-R-E v-i-s-i-b-l-e dot i-o and a special thanks to previsible for sponsoring this podcast if you're looking for support with all of your seo needs previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you they draw on a collective 40 years of seo and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities so join brands like yelp ebay canva atlassian and square all who rely on seo consultants at previsible For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data.